Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Speaking Plain English. I am your host, Roberta, and we have an amazing guest that is here today. We have um, an artist highlight, and his name is Corey, but the world knows him as Gypsy. Let's welcome him here. Yay! <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I feel honored to be here. How are oh. you doing? Oh, I'm all right. <laughs> I'm all right. Okay, so the way that we're going to do this is I'm going to give you 20 questions. 15 of those questions are going to be about you as well as your business. You, as a matter of fact, you are a business. So no. you and your artistry. And then we're going to have some fun. That's just for fun. Sure. Are you ready? All right. Let's do it. Okay, so first of all, Gypsy. Now, would you like me to call you Gypsy or Corey? Which one? Whatever you feel comfortable with. Okay, so whatever you feel comfortable with. <laughs> Where are you from? Uh, I'm originally from uh, Long Island City. I claim Queensbridge and Ravenswood, even though technically I'm from Ravenswood, but my family's from Long Island City, Queens. Long Island City. That sounds very, very familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what made you decide that you wanted to play guitar? Uh, well, I come from, uh, I'm a second generation musician, so I just always, you know, I know it sounds cliche, but I always had music around me, so, you know, sometimes you can't fight those sort of things, you know, and that's what led me to it. Absolutely. So it was just like a natural thing that came to you? Absolutely. It was drawn to you per se? I love it. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So are there any other instruments that you play? Uh, yeah, I play some bass. Uh, everyone starts out on drums. If you ask anybody, everyone starts out on drums. So I would agree with that. I used to play some drums. Um, in fact, I had to do that in order to prove to my mother that I was serious about this. You know, from when I was about 11, 12, because she wasn't sure if it was going to be a passing phase. Mm. You know, so when she saw how invested I was in it. She eventually got me a guitar when I was about 14. But she wasn't trying to waste her money on something that she knows that her child ain't gonna use. Not at all. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you, Mom. I hear you. I understand. <laughs> Trust. Okay. So let me ask you: Do you remember what your first gig was? Uh, wow. It's, I have to think back a little bit. Um, hmm. I can. Well, I can say this. I remember one of my first instances on stage. That was at the Groove in New York City. Mm -hmm. It was during an uh, open mic. Shout out to the Groove. Awesome place. <laughs> and uh, I just remember I was, you know, I was a young gun, and you know, I was just trying to get my feet wet and get out into the scene. And the resident, the resident guitar player, uh, Captain, I just call him Captain. That was his nickname. Mm -hmm. But you know, let me come up on stage with my little mini <laughs> practice amp. Like I said, this was. The, the initial stages. You remember how old you were? I, I was about, I was 19. I was 19. And you're how old now? I just made 39 two months ago. 40 Eve. Yes. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry to make no, no, blessings. God's blessing, so I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. You know, but um, like I said, that was one of my first instances on stage. And, you know, he let me rock, and, you know, I really appreciated it, and I just took it from there. Wow. Do you remember the song? That you started with, I'm gonna like that. Uh, no, it was just a, a jam. Like it was just an overall jam. I think we might have started with something he started out with, but I was just trying to flow with everything. So. Awesome. Okay. So name some of the art, because I'm telling you, from what I understand, that you have been playing with lots of artists, well-renowned artists. So just give us a little bit of your resume. Uh, well, I've either worked with, uh, done sessions with, or 
you know, on tour with either there was people like a Styles P, Jesse Royal, Naomi Cowan, Etana, JT Taylor from Cool and the Gang, which is one wow. of my favorites. That to this day freaks me out. Wow. Um, Lydia Caesar, Jessica Reedy, Ricky Dillard, wow. just to name a few. So you've been around <laughs> for a little bit. You say that. And I don't think I meant to, I meant to ask you what. So what do you think is your favorite genre? Do you have a favorite genre? I'll ask you that. To play. <sighs> we'll keep it on. Let's keep it real with you. Um, rock is has always been in my heart. You know, in fact, that's part of what made me want to play. I, like I said, I grew up with music in my ears, but listening to pop radio or whatever, you know, I'm an 80s baby, so. Shout out to the 80s. All right. Yes. <laughs> you know, so there was a lot of, you know, great music going on, you know, whether it was Toto or like the 80s hair rock and everything. So that's always been at the core of what I do, even though because of my background, naturally I can play R&B, you know, some jazz, reggae, but that's like that's well, here. Yeah. And that makes sense though, because you, I mean, you play electric guitar, so you're gonna hear a lot of that. That's pretty much the basis of rock music anyway. Of course. You know? So I understand that makes a lot of sense. Um, so what inspired, who inspires you? I'll ask you that. I would say just anybody I come into contact with. I mean, and it doesn't have to necessarily even, uh, the person doesn't even necessarily have to be involved in the arts. You just come across people every day and you can learn, there's always some takeaway. Whether it's positive or negative, so it's like you know, this is what I should be doing, this is what I shouldn't be doing, and that, that's how I look at it. And speaking of that, let me ask you this: At what moment did you realize that you know, like, this is it for me? Um, I would say maybe uh, my this high school talent show called Intex. That's what it, I N T E X. I forget what the acronym stood for but that was like probably my first performance before my first performance um, I was playing bass for the group at the time because my friend was playing guitar and just the experience you know not even so much just the people you know screaming your name but just the energy you know and the experience of being up and being able to express yourself can't can't beat that Wow so you would prefer live I guess over studio I'm guessing yeah, I, I can. You can say that. I mean, I'm a bit of a road dog. I can literally live out of a suitcase forever, you know. But studio sessions is all the same. Studio sessions, I look at it as something different because it's a different. Um, sometimes it might require a different skill set. There are people who are great live that aren't great in the studio, and vice versa, you know. So I, I like to do both. Awesome. Just to be more well-rounded. So let me ask you something. Because of everything that's been going on with the, you know, with the pandemic and everything, there's been a lot of people who, especially in your line of work, that have been displaced. I guess you put it like that. So, what has, what has kept you going? Just my overall love for it. It's never gone. I mean, it's there were times where you know you might have felt a little anxious, like what's going to happen in the future, especially because everything just effectively stopped. Mm -hmm. But you know, it wouldn't be the first time something is happen in life you know that could have been jarring so you know you just learn to just you just delve into your inner strength and just use that as inspiration and it made me look it made me look at things a little differently too but it, it inspired me to just keep going and to just work on some things you know differently how so um well 
you gonna dig deep. Sometimes it, 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 things like this can make you pivot, and you can also see what, what I'm not saying that I'm not adept at anything else in life, but this can force you to look at things differently. Like I actually also wanted to get into mentoring as well. You know, I'm all about the kids, I'm all about the babies, you know, and um, just, just things like I that. I can see that. I can, I can really see that you doing that, definitely. I can, yeah. I definitely can. <laughs> okay, so, Gypsy, where did that come from? I took that from a Jimi Hendrix biography, I think senior year of high school. I just mm. picked something out. I was looking for some, some books to read, but uh, concerning artists or whatever, and I just happened to pick, pick this up. Of course, I love Jimi Hendrix. And I just picked up this particular one, and the title of the book was Electric Gypsy. And I was like, you know what? That's gonna be it. So I just gave myself that moniker from 18. Wow, I was, okay, so you answered that question. I was gonna ask him when. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, reading my mind and everything. We not, right. <laughs> not gonna do that. Okay, so what would you say was your most memorable show? Again, it would probably have to be with JT Taylor. And not that anyone else wasn't, because I'm you know, grateful to have worked with him, but hearing certain people, certain legends, you know, in your ear from the time you're this high, mm -hmm. and then now all of a sudden you're in the same room with that same voice and same energy, which by the way, he's like he's 71, 72, still sounds the same, wow. still killing, still moving, you know? But just to be around that, that blew my mind. When was that anyway? How long ago? That was, uh, I want to say about 20, that was about 20, hmm, 20, 2016. That's when, yeah. So not too long ago. Actually. Not too long ago. Oh wow, 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 wow! I bet you that was a dream come true for you. It really was. It was. How awesome. did you feel when you got that call? I, like I, I couldn't believe it. You know, I mean, I, again, just blessed to even know people who, you know, who know people. You know, but when I got touched, when I got tapped for that, you know, I kind of was like, are you, sh like, are you kidding me? You know. <laughs> you know? And like, nah, really? <laughs> you messing with me right now, right? <laughs> You know, that, that's that's how that happened. It was, wow. it was awesome. I can imagine. I can just imagine getting called from, my favorite is Brandy. I love, I love me some oh, Brandy. Yes. And I say, listen, if you're watching, we're going to work together <laughs> one day, okay? I'm just going to, whatever, we're going to work together one day. I'm going to do some background vocals or we're going to come it. down here. We're going to have, or up here, I'm sorry. Claim it. And we're going to, you know, we're going to do something. So Brandy, when you come to New York, come look me up, seriously. Let's go. Because we got some work to do. <laughs> um, but anyway, I mean, I can just imagine, like, getting a call like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Somebody who you've um, been, like you said, listening to as you've been growing up and all of a sudden finding out you're about to work with them. And not just somebody that you've been listening to growing up, but somebody who you actually enjoy yes. listening to and admire. Yes. So, again, Brad, listen, I said, I'm serious. I'm serious. Okay. <laughs> All right, so let me ask you this. Um, other than Jimi Hendrix, I'll put it like this. Well, no. Yeah, other than Jimi Hendrix, because you've already mentioned him, if you were able to have the opportunity to perform with anyone, whether they're deceased or whether they're still here, who would it be? That would be as great as anyone else is or has been. It, that would be down to two people. I was initially thinking one, but I would have to say two. First being, in no particular order, but first being Michael Jackson, just because, like, yes. just talking about him is gonna make me wanna fall out right now. Woo. You know, Michael was just <laughs> okay, that, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael was just that dude. Man. You know, amazing performer, amazing energy, and there's so much you can learn from. Mm -hmm. 
second being Bob Marley. And you would, one would think it would be Jimi Hendrix. I would, of course, he would be one, but for some, for some reason, Bob Marley just has this, for any one of his songs, they just have this vibe mm. and it just takes you to this place and you don't even need illicit substances in order to really get with it. <laughs> right. He just gives it to you on his own. Wow. So I would say those two. God, Michael, I love me some mm. Michael. I love music. One thing that I always said that I wanted to do, which can't happen now, uh, that was on my bucket list to go see him live. And I remember when I found out that he passed, yeah. oh my gosh. What? I was so destroyed. Yeah. And that was, I was a hot mess. Yeah, <laughs> a in, total mess. In the rest of the world. Whew. Okay, we're not gonna go there. <laughs> All right, but the thing, I, one thing about Michael Jackson that I just have to say is that he was just dope to the end. Yes. Like. I don't know how many times I actually sat and watched This Is It over and over. First of all, I saw it in the movies, mm -hmm. and then when they had it on Netflix, I watched it there too. Did I get the DVD? I think I ended Probably up getting the did. DVD too. Listen, when in my house, I'll put it like this, when we're growing up in my house, we were only allowed to listen to Gospel, mm -hmm. Michael Jackson, and Stevie Wonder. That's it. That is it, and that is all. Mom, if you're watching, you can verify. I'm telling dad, too. If you're watching, you can verify. Matter of fact, where's my sister go? She's over there taking that. Okay, so yes, you can verify. That was the only three artists that we were able to listen to. Not artists, but you know what I mean. So, I mean, when I tell you, I used to have this poster. I remember this one performance that he did in tribute to Sammy Davis Jr., as a matter of fact, uh, called You Were There. Uh, and I would stand in like do all his moves and everything. Yes. My little brother had the red um, thriller jacket with the zippers. Oh. I love me some Michael Jackson. So <laughs> not being able to see him live and in person was a mess, I was a mess for that. Yeah. But I mean, just watching how he moved and watching how much energy he had and how he was still able to captivate and create yes. at 50. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. There are people who are like, my knees hurt every so often and I'm not even 40 yet. <laughs> so for him to be able to, you know, perform the way that he did up until his last mm -hmm. is inspiring and amazing to me. I love me some Michael Jackson. Absolutely hard work. I love me some it. Michael Jackson. Okay. Um, I'm done with that part. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you, so how many guitars do you currently own? I have three. I am on my way to getting another one. I have to go to Colorado. Uh, there was this particular guitar that was gifted to me. Excuse me. That was gifted to me when I was on, on tour a couple of years ago. Uh, it's actually a very rare guitar. It's called a, it's a Gibson L6. But I have three, uh, all with names. Yes, let's, please, <laughs> let's go into that. What are their names? Uh, first one okay. I'll talk about is a Silverhawk. Naturally, it's a silver guitar, you know, beautiful guitar. Uh, Silverhawk actually was taken from one of my favorite cartoons from childhood, by the way. Mm. Uh, from is? my childhood, which was called Silverhawks. Oh, that was the name of the cartoon? Uh, yes, they were done by the same uh, creators as Thundercats, which is actually my favorite cartoon uh, of all time. Thunder, thunder, uh, absolutely. Thunder, yes. Okay. So there's Silverhawk and there is uh, Wuda. Wuda is Yoruba for gold because this particular guitar is it has a gold color. And the other one is a Telecaster I own named Spanky because they inherently have a really spanky, funky sound. So that's that particular I, guitar. Yes. What you're saying. Yes. And what kind of guitar is that again? That's called it's a Telecaster. Telecaster. Nice. Okay. So do you plan to name all of your like? Do you have like a special bond with each one? Yeah. You spend as much time as possible. Uh, well, with my first guitar, Kala. 
which was unfortunately stolen from me when I was on the road, actually, a few years ago. I, I went to Guitar Center to go look for one before my mother, you know, got it for me. She said, just go look and see what you like. And I had them hold this particular guitar and I played on it for two weeks straight and they actually held it for me. They could have sold it, but I sat there and developed a bond with it and that's how I like to do things. Okay, so we're gonna backtrack just a little bit. You said you had a guitar stolen. Yes. Let me tell you something. Whoever has Kala, y'all better return them. I'm serious, okay? <laughs> and you'll know if you have them. If you feel, you know, listen, I'm not playing because he needs Kala back. Nah. The world needs to hear him with Kala again. You don't know what you're doing with him, okay? So just return him. Okay, I'm done. That would be wonderful. I, listen, I don't, I, my, my thing is this. I honestly don't believe in coincidences. I don't think that there is anything impossible. So I agree. I'm saying whoever it is that may have could very well see this and feel convicted, which I really hope you do. Contact him. How will he have me reach you as a matter of fact? Uh, email address is blackgypsy, gypsy spelled with a G, not with a J, G-Y-P-S-Y-1982 at gmail.com. That's, that's one form. Uh -huh. And what are your, I forgot to ask, because you have a hers too. What about your um, social media site? Uh, social media, Instagram handle is Corey, C-O-R-Y underscore strings with a Z, not an S at the end. Uh, YouTube is Black Gypsy Music, and Facebook is Corey Gypsy Simpson. Okay, so for gigs, for lessons, because you do give guitar lessons as well. Absolutely. Whether, um, you do those virtually? Yes, I do. I can also do in person, of course. You know, everything is safe and, you know, but yes, absolutely. Okay, and to also return his guitar back to him. <laughs> that is how you'll be able to reach him. Amen? Amen. Okay, Amen. and we're moving on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, seriously, bring it back. Okay, I'm done. I'm gonna start with. So, how often? Let me ask you. How often do you practice? I practice every day to every other day. Sometimes, you know, life can get in the way. But when it comes to anything that you put your foot into, there's no excuses. Mm. You know, as busy as even despite, you know, I've been blessed to still be active despite the shutdown. You know, and even before that, like I said, things can get busy. But if you want to perfect your craft, if you want to get better, you have to put the time in. Say that again, please. If you want to get better, perfect your craft, and, and you have to put the time in. There is no way around it. There are no shortcuts. It's all about the journey anyway, because you wind up discovering things about yourself sometimes. You know, no shortcuts. Hashtag no shortcuts. Hashtag That's no it. shortcuts. I love it. I love it. It's funny because there are people who, like, they just feel like because this is something that they want to do or because they enjoy music or anything, you know, at all, that they don't have to actually put the practice and the work in. It's all necessary. It is all necessary, and you're not gonna get it right away. You're not right. gonna perf be perfect right away. Right. I mean, it's gonna take time, it's gonna take some bumps, it's gonna take some mistakes, mm -hmm. you know, all of that in order for you to, you know, perfect your craft. Matter of fact, I used to sing with, rest in peace, oh, Shay Norman. Um, when we were in rehearsals, one thing that he used to always tell us was perfect practice makes perfect, which means if you're practicing, whatever it is that you're practicing, that's what you're going to perfect. Right. So, in, in, um, for example, if you practice 
you know, something that's wrong, you're going to perfect the wrong notes and, you know, the wrong everything. Exactly. So in order for you to make sure that you're doing everything correctly, you have to be diligent with it, number one. Yes. You have to check, you know, behind yourself. Yes. And make sure that you're practicing the perfect, you know, per- practicing perfection. Right. Because you're going to perfect whatever you practice. Exactly. Boom. Thank you, Shady. No way around it. Man, Okay. All right, so let me ask you this. Um, how long does it take you to, you know, on average, to learn a song that you've just, just been given? Um, there's times where I've had to learn a song or a whole set list, uh, like a 30 minute, 40 minute long set list in 10 to 20 minutes, but that's with something as extensive as that. But with a song, it generally takes me just a few minutes, you know, just from knowledge of music theory. Uh, but I like to spend as much time with something as possible. So in case I want to do something else, which will show how much you practice and how comfortable you are with mm. it. So, you know, but generally just a few minutes. Do you read music? I can read music, but it's more along the lines of like, see the dog <laughs> run. You know, I can see like when I teach students how to read, like they're going to wind up being better than I am, you know, wow. so I can do it, but I, I go by ear and combine that with music theory and pick it. So you've never actually had lessons? So I tell people that I didn't. I technically really only had two lessons, which is why I say I didn't, because after those two lessons, I learned the basic chords. I didn't take any more lessons. Mm. And I got a book from Barnes & Noble, uh, which I heard was your previous guest boyfriend. Um, <laughs> at, and it was called Total Guitar by Terry Burroughs, and I just locked myself in my basement. I like to, when people ask me if I went to school, I tell them that I went to MHAB, my hot behind basement. So that's how I learned, you know? I read out the book. Wait! That's it. If you caught it, you caught it. If you didn't, this just went over your head. I can't with you. Wow, okay. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. Okay, so let me ask you this. Do you have any music of your own? I'm, well, actually I do. I'm currently working on putting something out now. You know, I'm just, it's just in the process of whittling down certain things, but I am definitely, especially over the course of this last year, it's like, I mean, I always had the intention of releasing music. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as I enjoy playing with different people for the experience and everything and just for furthering your career, but I already know I have my own voice, mm. you know, and I mean, some people, for some people that's, it's not for them, but for somebody like me, you know, I feel like it's important to be an individual and show who you are. So that's, and that's what I intend to do. So it's, it'll, it'll be happening soon. Ah, so how soon are we talking? I would say within the next year. And I'm, and, and especially by me saying that, that's gonna be the impetus for me to now get on the ball. Oh yeah. All right. So is it all instrumental or are there lyrics? Um, I plan on having you know a few people sing over certain things, but it's gonna be more uh, mainly instrumental. Do you have a title? Okay, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> no, no, we are. I actually do. I have a few different. I have a few different titles. Um, actually, I'll just start off with this, unabashed. So look for Unabashed in about a year, people. From, is it gonna be from Gypsy? Yes, Black Gypsy. I can't, Black Gypsy, Unabashed. What's today's date? Today is March 6th, 
2021. <laughs> so we're going to be looking forward to that sometime in 2022. All right. All right. That's from. Listen, we'll be back here again. All right. We will be back here again. <laughs> Can't wait. Listening to it. I'm excited to hear it. Seriously. If you guys have not had the opportunity to hear him play, it's it's an experience. Like, seriously. I, that's all I can say. Like, personally, I feel like this cat here can make his joint talk. Like, thank you, sister. Thank you. I'm serious. And you, in the way that I can, I can, I can't say always tell when you're on something, but there's a feel. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's how, some type of a vibe and this just something that you can, you can tell that you put your heart and your soul into it, everything. And that's why you can call. <laughs> Seriously, like, and it's you're practicing and you know your diligence with your craft and your steward, you know, stewarding your craft. It, it's it's evident. It's evident in your performance. Seriously. So whenever whenever I get to hear you play, when I have heard you play, and even in the things that I've like you've recorded, because he's actually done some recording on some of my family's albums. Um, even you actually did one behind my dad, as yes. a matter of fact. <laughs> I'm hearing it in the background, and I'm like, I'm trying to listen to my dad. Because <laughs> he's reading the scripture, and I'm like, this dude here. Good gracious. As a matter of fact, at the, um, not the rehearsal, at the, um, the album release concert, I actually stood in front of you, and... Anthony. Anthony Corley, shout out to him as well. He's yes, a bass player, dope yes, bass player. Yes. Y'all were back there just <laughs> killing it. Oh my gosh. And I had to kind of stop singing for a minute because I'm like, what in the what? Uh, cool. <laughs> Do it. So seriously, anytime that you guys get a, like good any clips or anything, go. Well, I don't think that they can find you on any clips, can they? Um, well, I mean, like, so you can check out unless my Instagram look, page okay. or, you know, unless you go to social media, my social media. Yes, pages. definitely go to his social media pages because you do more of that than Facebook. Yeah, that, and there are also a few clips of me playing with some of the people I'm, I've toured with on YouTube as yes. well. So, yeah. I'm going to tell you guys one that um, he just released recently for Black History Month and just destroyed it. Oh, my God. So Sounds of Blackness has this song that was released in the 90s called Optimistic. If you know, you know. Find his YouTube page, and if I'm not mistaken, it's one of the last um, recordings. Instagram. Instagram, I'm sorry. Okay. Did I say YouTube? I'm speaking things into existence? Right. Okay, right. okay, let's say that. <laughs> but go on to um, his Instagram page and check that out because I'm telling you, it was... <sighs> I've heard you play. I've heard you play several times, but that... No, no. <laughs> I promise you, it makes me want to kind of throw something. I take my. Sh okay, I love, I love the song. Like so, we grew up with it, you know. And to be honest with you, I wanted to do something different. I know, no disrespect to anyone who's done "Lift Every Voice," you know. I know there are people who've killed it doing it differently, but I'm just again, I'm about being an individual, and I wanted to do something totally different. Mm -hmm. So I felt that song, and that's why I went with that. That thing. Okay, I'm just go watch. Just, that's all I can say. Just go watch. Oh my goodness. Okay, so one more question. Well, we have a few more, but this is about New York, about your musicianship. So, if you weren't a musician, what do you think that you'd be doing? I would either be probably, oh, well, that would be cool, working with NASA. You Ooh. know, what I mean? but I would definitely be um, an, uh, an astronomer, either an astronomer, a paleontologist, or because I used to, I grew up 
loving dinosaurs. I had like stacks and stacks of books wow. when I was a kid. And also archaeology too, but yeah, I would say I would say between those three things. Or maybe a social worker, even though that's a lot of energy, but again, I'm about connecting with people and, you know, just helping as well. But the first three I would say for sure. So you like the sciences? Yes, absolutely. I love it. I'm telling you, a musician that actually has smarts. Let me stop saying that. Like that's not a common thing, but I mean I'm just saying. You know, you know, actually, to be honest with you, there are a lot that you'd be surprised. You actually, and I, I get what you're saying, but you would be surprised. There are a lot of, I know some, some intelligent brothers and sisters out there who are musicians and they're, they're deeper than just their instrument or their voice. So that's dope and I'm, I'm not to say that you know that there's a stereotype that you know musicians are don't do anything else or know anything else but it's just that when you see someone who plays something that's pretty much all you think right, about right right of course you don't think about, and that's the same thing with most with like actors and anybody anybody in the arts mm -hmm. to be perfectly yeah. honest yeah. and well no I can't even say that because that's with everything or even sports I would say. You know? exactly even sports you think of them as just that and forget that they're actually a human being that has other interests and right. you know other you know other things that they enjoy. Mm -hmm. So that's 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 different. No. But it's dope. I have to say it's dope. All right, so we didn't already delved into a little bit about you. We're gonna have a little fun right now with the five oh, questions. Okay. All right, so first of all, you already gave us the answer to this. So I'm gonna have to ask, you said your favorite cartoon as a kid was Transformers, right? Thundercats. Thundercats! <laughs> Sorry, that's first. Thundercats. So what was your second favorite? Uh, I used to... <laughs> I used to... Oh man, I was such a He-Man fiend, to be honest with you. <laughs> can we tell the story? Yeah. You can tell the story? Sure. Okay. So, this is my childhood best friend. <laughs> from kindergarten, right? And when we were kids at kindergarten? Uh, first first grade. First grade, Mrs. First Santa grade. Class. We used to play in the playground. Like he was Hema and I was She-Ra. Mm -hmm. But and that <laughs> And we used to call each other bro and sis. Bro and sis. Before people were hey bro, hey sis. Right. We were doing this at six years old, seven years old, you know, but we were Thick as thieves, mm -hmm. thick as thieves, as little kids. Yep. And life, life is funny. Life is <laughs> it sure is. Funny. Just briefly. So I moved, um, second grade, and then I want to say an adult, wow, 2008? Yeah, about 2008 or 2009, yes, one of those. 2008, it, it, wasn't, it definitely wasn't 2009. Cause I remember coming up, I, I moved to Tennessee. <laughs> I moved to Tennessee and then um, I came up to visit my family for a few months. And within that window, I went to an event that my cousin actually, um, it, was a, it was a concert that my cousin, one of my cousins had and come to find out this one was actually playing for him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've seen each other since, since you moved. It's crazy. It's, it's absolutely so. Life is is is. Yeah. And that's that's it, it's the rest of history. I guess you could say mm -hmm. is my best friend to this day. And so, I'm just glad to be able to have my best friend as one of my guests. Come on now, Molly. Like I said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's one. Number two. So give. Ooh, I want to say this for last. 
Yeah, I'm gonna say that one for last. Okay, so what's your favorite movie of all time? Uh, the, I wanna say The Crow. It's funny because the, my other favorite movie would either be The Last Dragon or Enter the Dragon, which is Brendan's father. But The Crow, because, you know, I used to love, I mean, you see this, the long black sweaters and coats, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, the trench coat. I loved that, you know, back when, you know, my uh, hair follicles were still married <laughs> to my scalp before they decided to get a divorce. You know, seeing him with his long hair, you know, that's part, part of the reason why I grew out locks. But there was also a particular scene in there where uh, the main character, Eric Draven, was a musician mm. and he played guitar. And I remember being captivated by this particular scene when he was playing on the rooftops. Like I, this back during the VHS days, um, I remember. And this is actually part, partly how I learned to play as well. Just from rewinding, fast forwarding, rewinding, and watching where they place their hands on the neck. But just watching that because that's where I was. That's I was coming into it. Right. So that's one of my favorite movies of all time. I've ever seen that. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna add that to my list of things that yes. I can watch, being that I couldn't watch. I'm not gonna be bitter. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> it was all for a reason. I love you, mom and dad. I do. <laughs> it's right. Okay, so what would you say is your favorite way to relax? Um, either candles, mm. lighting incense, putting on, throwing on the red light bulb, and just listening to chant music sometimes. Um, or even just literally sitting in silence and just being with your own thoughts because, you know, being a musician, as much as you love music, sometimes after gigs, and you hear a lot of us say this, mm. we don't want to listen to anything. I hear you. We don't, like, even in the car ride, like, we don't want to listen to anything. Mm. We just want to chill from being a rehearsal all week, from this or whatever, you know, so sometimes I just like to just listen. To, I like to listen to silence. That's major, though, because Sitting in silence allows you time to think, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of people really don't want to do that. Absolutely, right. And they use music and they use, you know, even outside sounds to distract their minds from their thoughts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's that's, that's just something different, I guess you can say that because not a lot of people like to really take, because me, I'm going to tell you, personally, there are times when my thoughts can just run mm -hmm. away and then I'm ending up, you know, thinking all these kinds of crazy things. <laughs> and um, yes. I can think myself out of stuff and I'll just think myself into a worry. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's, it's good though to be able to have that silence and to be able to train yourself to have that time to, you know, just spend with yourself, yeah. you know? And that's all part of self-love and all of that wonderful stuff, which we will talk about at another time. No okay, so um, 2020, sum it up in one word and then explain it. I would say growth. Ooh. How so? Everyone is forced to sit and deal with themselves because of this. Whether it was also, you know, seeing everything that was going on with the team, the whole nation, the nation had to deal with itself, mm -hmm. you know, but being forced to sit down you know, whether it's with yourself or with your family. Sometimes, it, like you said, the people distract themselves with things. Now you're just here. Wow. And you have no, ch you can't run from it. You have no choice but to deal with it. In your face. It, in your face. You're not going nowhere. Wow. 
you know? So you, you gotta deal with it, you gotta go through it. There's no sugarcoating learning and growth. And I would say that's that would have to be the theme for 2020. I would agree. I would absolutely agree. And you find some great things that came out of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, there have been a lot of terrible things that have come out of that. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I think that we all, listen, they've said a 2020 vision. Exactly. You know, it, it, we've all learned something about ourselves and as well as everyone, the people that we've been dealing with. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there are some people, I can say that this has been the both the, the, the worst mm -hmm. and the greatest year. Well, that has been the worst and the greatest year. I mean, there's been so many things that I didn't even realize that I was capable of this. Like this, one. right now. Seriously. Oh, please, come on. I mean, I wasn't even, I wasn't even thinking this way. I'm mm -hmm. seriously like, I don't like talking in front of people. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do that. But I mean, I have to say that this is, this is great for me. Yes. You know, as well as everything else that is, you know, that I'm doing. And I mean, we've had a lot of losses, mm. a lot of losses. It seemed like day after day, it's like, all right, who else? Yeah. Who yeah. today? Yeah. Waking up like, okay, what happened? Yeah. And even to the point where you ever, you see somebody's, like I remember seeing on Facebook, somebody had a flyer up of somebody's picture and I'm like, oh God, please don't just, tell just, me. Uh, but it's just saying happy birthday right. <laughs> or that we're celebrating something from them. It's yeah. like, okay, so you kind of like, Oh, you brace yourself every time you see that. So that's something that 2020 has definitely taught. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yes. is to be aware yeah. and to enjoy life. And yes, yes. Seriously, because you never, ever know. And that's something that I want people to take away from, from, from this particular episode. Like, enjoy life. Like, really enjoy it because you don't know. First of all, you don't know how much life you have left. Mm -hmm. You don't know how much life that whoever it is that you call yourself loving right. has left. So you want to enjoy life yourself and you want to enjoy them as much as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. You don't want to leave here with, you know, you don't want to, one something that Chaz Mc, Chaz, Chadwick Bozeman said that I will always remember is that he wanted to leave this earth empty. That, oh, that that's right. did something to me. So, I take on that and I'm like, I don't want to leave this world and that's part of this. I, there's a lot of things I didn't even realize, hmm, I didn't even realize was inside. Y'all gone in a minute. Should we wait? Should we not? Do you want to leave that alone? We'll, 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 leave. we'll hold that off. We'll hold off on that. Okay. So we're going to have to cut that part out. <laughs> but um, there's a lot that, like if you really look within yourself and see the different things that you um, are capable of and see the different things that, um, you know, that you, that to get to know who you really are, let that come out. You know what I'm saying? Let that come out of and deal with it and work on it. If it's something that you feel like you want to improve about yourself, do it. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Oh my gosh, just do it. Yes. No matter what it is that you feel like, if you don't feel equipped, if you don't feel like you have this, that, or the other, I have to wait for this to happen. I have to wait for this amount of money to come. I have to wait for this person to agree. You don't have to wait for any of that. Honestly, when God is ready, he's ready. That's right. So what you need to do is step and just take one step at a time. If it's for you, everything is going to fall into place. I am watching it happen right now. Seriously. Okay, I didn't mean to get into all that. Ah, they need, they need to, people need to hear that. 
<sighs> That's the point of this whole thing anyway. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm telling you, this whole thing baffles me. It, it just baffles me because I'm like, how in the world did I end up here? This is March? Yes. Last year. Huh. Just to think. Think, <laughs> think about that. Think about where you were last year. Okay, think about at what state that you were in last year. And if you don't see a change in yourself, number one, ask yourself why. Number two, ask yourself, what do I need to do to start today and do it? And I'm gonna leave it there. We have the last question for you, Corey, and we're gonna be done. Give us an unpopular opinion. You know, I was thinking about some. I was thinking about talking about someone in particular, um, and usually I'm very unabashed with whatever. You know what I mean? Sometimes there's no room for tact. You know what I mean? It's when certain, with certain things, it is what it is. You know, but I won't talk about anybody in particular. I'm sure you hear, you've heard about things, or you're hearing about things in the news. But um, I spoke to a certain somebody about when there is an attack on someone who has done great, or is doing great things, or has done great things, or is about to do something great. And that's and that's exactly it, you know what I mean? It's just, you know, as they say, that's the enemy working. Now, with certain things, it's like, I don't condone certain actions, you know what I'm saying? But. And then there are other there are other situations where certain things just really actually aren't true. But when you're trying to do good things, sometimes things tend to come up against you. And with that, <laughs> <laughs> with that, we are done. Thank you so much, Corey, for joining me here. Thank you for I'm telling you, you don't even understand how much your presence means Thank you. to 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 me and to this show. And so um, I appreciate you for taking the time. You already know. And once again, bring Kyla back. (laughs) And we're done. All right. (laughs)